First you tell us that it is manly to keep your word. All right, if you are a man, you keep your word. And now all that the black people in this country are demanding, and even the black people in the whole world are demanding, is that you keep your word. You told us we were free. Well then, show us that we're free. You told us that there is justice, equality for all in this country. Well then, stick to your word. And let us see the justice and equality for all. Or else admit to us that you're not a man. You're a worm. You're afraid of us. You're afraid to give us equal stand. You're afraid that if you give us equal ground, that we will match you and we will override you. And if that's what you're afraid of us, then, then tell us that just what you're afraid of. Good evening, petty people. I am your host, Glenn from Mason. GW, this is Politically Petty Podcast Show. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. What's going on, guys? I know it's been a week. I had to take a little sabbatical. I had some things to take care of at home, but I'm back. I got something special for you today, and um, I, I got to jump on this. I, I, I got to jump on this because it's been the talk of the day, and we're going to talk about Mr. Del Rico Oliver. Let me turn this down a little bit. The young man that was um, out of Sky Zone acting a damn fool. I said it. And somebody needs to say it. Let me see this. I need, I need something different. Something that I can get down to. Yeah. Maybe this describes Mr. Uh, Del Rico Oliver's attitude. Because he just thought he can what? Go up to Sky Zone. Springdale warns dirty, beating up your girlfriend, walking in the women's bathroom, don't want to give her keys. Yes, folks, I read the whole damn story. I read the response from the police chief. Listen, somebody got to say it. And this is another example of the smart, dumb cast of two black for BET types. Well, they just don't want to tell the truth. And for whatever reason, a guy is foul in every single way possible. They're trying to make a victim. So it's somebody else's fault that you and your girl got into a fight. It's somebody else's fault that she ran into a bathroom stall because you assaulted her. It's somebody else's fault that you actually have, what, two felony warrants. Not one but two felony warrants. But that's somebody else's fault. Oh, and one of the felony warrants was for escape, which make you kind of spec whenever they catch up to you. Oh, but what? We're not supposed to say that? I'm not even trying to be petty. This is very possible. Talk about the petty and the possible. This is all possible. Ain't shit about this gonna be petty. The only people that I'm gonna be petty with or the people that making excuses for him. Oh, and by the way, folks, he's 30 years old, so we're not talking about a damn kid. You should know better by now. Am I lying or flying? Hey, like I said, I got something special for you today. This is a politically petty podcast show. And I am your host, GW. Straight, no chaser today, y'all. 
I've heard the conversation all day long. Then it turned about, turned into like systematic racism against what? Brothers with a couple of warrants, brothers that beat up on their girlfriend, brothers that lied to the police on some stupid ass shit. If you saw the video, it was like an SNL skit. He looked up at the sky when they asked him for his social security number. I knew my social security number when I was 16 years old. That's when I started working at Kings Island with my quote unquote, air quotes, first real job. He don't know at 30, of course you do. Then he throws out the name of a well-known person that we all know. I don't know if it's another Robert Humphreys, but the Mr. Humphreys that I know, and I call him Mr. Humphreys, I know him from the Miss Black Cincinnati teen pageant days. I was actually an escort, yeah. They let my petty ass go ahead and walk him out. I was like, I was telling my son today, I'm like 14, 13, 14 years old. Get the escort, what, brown women? <laughs> That's a different episode and a different story. But back to this dumb mother. Yes. So, again, the reason why I'm back, y'all, and the reason why I had to take a sabbatical, no, well, actually, it wasn't behind any of this stupid shit. This was family issue stuff. But the point why I'm here today, because I can't take it anymore. And we love to get into politics and, you know, I'm going to cover current events too. But this is an example where the smart, dumb cats, we can't let them take over, y'all. We can't let them, like, make excuses for this dude. Oh, and I would be remiss because one of my arguments, and I need to say it up front, and I should have said it way back when. How's the young woman doing? How's the young lady that... When she and him were coming out of the woman's bathroom, as soon as the police showed up, she ran behind the first police officer. You know, the one that was nice to the young man, the one that he was lying to by bringing up Robert Humphreys and, you know, some freaking social security number that lacked like all the numbers. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Yeah, she ran behind the police officer like, get him. She knew what was going on. Now, again, we can play the, well, Glenn, you don't know if they had like some fight and she trying to hem him up. You, you know what? You're right. But based on what? What I do know, based on what I did see, this is not going to turn into the Rodney King tapes for me, guys. I mean, honest to God, these people are getting on my damn nerves. And again, I'll be that guy. Because a lot of people, a lot of y'all want to say what I'm saying right now but you, you scared to take the heat. See, I'm not scared. Like, what are they going to do to me? I'm a grown-ass man. Grown. And this is the reason why I have this podcast, so I can say this type of shit and say it out loud. You know, sometimes the moment meets the man, and sometimes the man meets the moment. And I got to be the man and meet this moment right now. I was on other shows where they were talking about, well, you know, you one of them comply-type brothers. <laughs> comply? First of all, I, I, can I say this? And be dirty, riding dirty at the same time. Hell, I wish I had that. You're kidding me. Listen, why are you with two uh, felony warrants out in Springdale out of all places? Hmm? What? Real brothers, real G's No, like, oh, not only am I going to bring extra heat to myself, probably shouldn't be out in public, but I damn sure not going to go to Springdale. How about that? And you're talking to a dude that grew up in North Avondale, like across the street from Norwood. 
And when I do mean across the street from Norwood, I do mean across the street from Norwood. You're talking about a brother that found out real early, like uh, we're talking in the 70s, y'all, late 70s. Yeah, stay on the Evanston Norwood side of Norwood type shit. Yeah, I caught the four out to Kennedy Heights, Silverton, hang out with my boys, play at Kennedy Park, play at Silverton Park. Right there. Trump tight on Kennedy and Zinsel. That's where I hung out at. You just were hoping that you can get through what? Everson slash Norwood. What? At least a Pleasant Ridge, Kennedy Heights. Not having to deal with fools from Norwood. So I know how it is. I grew up like what? 30, 40 seconds away from District 4 Police Station. I was that young dude walking from, what, Mitchell and Clinton Springs, all my friends lived there, going to North Avondale, crossing over to Redding Road, going down Avondale Avenue, having cops slow down, check me out, ask me where I'm going. I'm going home. I'm a kid. 12, 13, 14 years old. But you know what I didn't do? I avoided getting tased. I just did what I had to do to get home. I didn't think back then, oh man, you selling out, you complaining like no. Where you going kid? I'm going home man. Where you live? Right down the street, I'm out. No, I could have said, you know what? I ain't telling you a damn thing, you big. I'm standing up for my rights. I guess I could have, or I could have just like, oh, I'm headed down here. Soon as I get home, I'm telling my mom or my pops. Cause I'll tell you a little story. When I was like 14, 13, 14 years old. Coming home from football practice, playing back in the day for North Avondale. No, so now actually I'm earlier than that. So we're talking what, 11, 12 years old. Coming home from practice, group of friends of mine, we're coming home, we say, hey, we had a pool in my parents' house. Y'all wanna come swimming? What the hell? Hey man, you know, if you black, y'all know where I'm coming from. Mom says, don't let anybody the house if the house is messed up, which messed up in our house means what? pillows from the couch was on the floor um there might be a cup on the table type shit but anyway y'all stand outside i'm going to go in here and straighten up as soon as i do that y'all come on in go in here straighten up the den you know whatever whatever come back outside come on y'all come on in it's like what four of us come on inside the house all of a sudden a police off police car pulls up like skirt okay i'm kind of looking like whatever whatever i close the door Maybe I was being a little smart ass at the time, but I closed the door like, they're not coming for me, so I don't care. Police officer knocks on the door. Remember, it's like it was yesterday. Black cop and a white cop. No, it was a black cop and a white guy in a suit. Yeah, look like freaking FBI guy from freaking Matrix or something. Like, you know, um, I guess I'm Neo. But anyway, I digress. Knocks on my door. Hey, young man, do you live here? I'm like, yeah, why? Well, I saw you going to the house like, yeah, I live here. Well, where's your key? Again, I'm, what, 12, 11 years old. And see, at the time, and maybe this is just me, but I was one of those kids that I kind of lost my house key a couple of times, had to sneak in the back window type shit a couple of times. You know, not today. This had nothing to do with the story. But anyway, purpose of the story is that I used to keep my keys right there on the top of the steps, right when you walk in the door. My mom was like, here, put them there. You know where they are all the time. When I go home today and I go visit my mom, I still put my keys in that top little spot right there on the steps. It's funny how that, you know, has followed me throughout life. But anyway, so I go grab my key, put it in the door, show him that, he, that it works for the black cop. You know, a little deadbolt turns. 
Of course I'm pissed. Like, oh, now they're trying to play me. Like, I can't live in North Avondale. We can't live this house. Uh, live in this house. I told my dad when he got home, this was the maddest I've ever seen my father interact with police officers. And my father was a businessman, and my father knew police officers like all over the place. You know, whatever, whatever. He just knew them because of the business that he's in. And uh, we go to District 4, like I said, 30, 40 seconds right down the street. And my father's mad as hell. Oh, what are you harassing my son? Y'all act like I can't live here. I can't live in the house. And I'm the whole time I'm inside, like, you know, look like, oh shit, you know, my dad's going off. And I'm like, hell yeah, proud to the people. You know, I'm, well, we, we talking, well, I'm listening to BDP, uh, Eric B. Rockham, Public Enemy, Chuck D., you know, Bass, how low can you go? So I'm feeling this. But I say that to say this I know about this shit that happens. I've been racially profiled. There was a host talking today, talking about how he had, uh, you know, been harassed by police and they wanted to search his car, search his car. That happened to me. That happened to my, what, second year, maybe a year and a half living out in Mason. First house, I'm coming from the coroner's office. I'm working for Hamilton County at the time. Um, 71 North, what? 275 East, get off Reed Hartman. Am I saying that right? 278? Yeah, East. Anyway, get off of Reed Hartman, make the little right. If anybody knows anything about it, in the Reed Hartman, there's Fields Zerto. Make that right on the Fields Zerto. Right now, there's a nursing home there. Before this, back in this day, there was nothing but soccer fields. It's probably big enough to make four soccer fields. It seemed like, you know, like, damn, these white kids got a lot of soccer fields out here. But anyway, I digress get pulled over by a police officer like as soon as I got off the exit. So, of course, this whole time, I'm hitting my turn signals, my right turn signals, you know, shit that you normally didn't do. The whole bit, just the cops right behind me. At this time, I'm driving a black on black on black uh, Lincoln Navigator, chromed out, you know, it's like my car. Starting the family, I'm, you know, my wife's pregnant with the first child, so I'm rolling. Anyway, it's me. Least likely not to be Nino Brown type brother, Police officer pulls me over. I'm like, okay, well, officer, you know, what's going on? Uh, can I see your license registration? Insurance. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Give it to him. And again, I'm coming from the coroner's office. So I got on my greens <clears throat> and um, get a police officer, you know, my registration, whatever, whatever he needs. And he says, uh, do you mind if I search your car? I'm like, search my car for what? Sir, I'm going I'm to I'm ask you, do you mind if I was like, yeah, I mind if you search your car. And he goes, well, listen here, buddy. I, we can make this really difficult now. I can have your car impounded and, you know, you have to pay, what, a hundred and something dollars a day. And I'm like, dude, I literally live like, was there a stop sign on McCulley and Fields Erdo? And then the very next big section is Fields Erdo and Butler Warren Road. I make a left there. There's a little community right there on the right-hand side. You know, it was nothing but young couples back in the day. Anyway, so I'm trying to explain to us, like, you got the wrong guy. I just came home from work. Like, I even tried to play, like, hey, I work with the police. You know, I work with sheriffs all over the county and the city and the state of Ohio. That didn't work. He just wanted to pull me over. So I basically, I guess I comply. Like, what the hell? So I'm standing there outside my car. I'm not in handcuffs. And the only thing he pulls out of my car is a baby seat that was hell it still had like the little wrapper stuff on it. i just wanted to put a baby seat in the car it was that type of shit and my golf clubs 
that was it. What? Some um, windshield washer fluid and maybe a gym bag, which was, I don't even think it was a gym bag. It was like a draw, drawstring satchel or whatever. Damn, I sound old satchel. It wasn't, but you know what I mean. And uh, I just remember at that busy intersection, I'm standing there, people looking at me all crazy. And I remember being embarrassed as hell, being mad as hell. Another police officer pulls up. And this was the only thing that kind of made it better is that the officer that pulled up the second one, Mason Police. Uh, no, I mean, uh, another sheriff, by the way. It wasn't Mason. Another sheriff pulls up. And uh, he was an older gentleman. He talked to this guy. He's looking at me. He comes and talks to me. And uh, the first thing he says is, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just eat it. You know, because I'm looking at him like, man, I'm like, oh, what you want? And um, he goes back, talk, and I tell him, like, man, I just got off of work. I live right up the street, told him my address. You know, other people are like, oh, man, you don't have to divulge information, all that stuff. No, this actually diffused it. Like, oh, okay. This some dude just coming home from work. I got to get home. I probably threw in it like, hey, my wife's been at home all day. She's pregnant. I need to get home. You know, I'm going to put up with her shit too because y'all got me late. You know, this type of thing. Anyway, he diffused the situation. He actually apologized to me. Yes, this senior officer, uh, sheriff, he actually apologized to me. And I was on my way. I was still hated. I'm still like middle finger to, you know, the system and John Wayne, the whole shebang. It, that ain't changed. But my point is, y'all, there are there are ways that we can go about it. And there are ways that you can go about it that will get you hurt. That will get more charges on you, take more money out your pockets. And you, you got dumb cats talking about, you know, you got a constitutional right to act a fool. You do. And in some ways, they got a constitutional right to treat you like a fool because I don't know. You're acting like a fool. I'm not telling you to give up any right. But I'm telling you to act like a thinking man and woman in that situation where you can diffuse it for yourself. If, if And if you already got problems, if you already got warrants, dude, it's already in the back pocket. I mean, it's a wrap when the cop showed up. You gave him a wrong name and you, you couldn't give him a full social security number. So... And the second cop knows that you got warrants and you're coming out of the bathroom and your girlfriend's jumping out of the police like get him and, you know, you've abused her. Hey, I appreciate y'all listening to me. I had to get this out. <laughs> it's a Politically Petty Podcast show. I'm your boy, GW Glenn from Mason. Hopefully in the end, y'all know how it is. I ain't even called Kiki and them. I got straight to it. But in the end, I got nothing but love for you. You know it, y'all. Stay on code. Community, stay on code. We just can't. The two black for BET crowds, the smart dumb cats for, for way too long. And I've said this before. They have been able to find a space in our lexicon. They have been able to somehow make they shit legitimate. Like, there's no other way about be about it. Like, you ain't a real brother if you don't fight the police. No, you a real brother if you handle it in a real brother way. And in a real brother way, that means an adult way. Now, you brothers that, you know, riding dirty, caught up in crime, you also know those rules, too. We're going to keep it real, right? 
You know the rules to your game. So don't be crying like a little bitch when you get, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't be crying like a little bitch when you get caught up. It is what it is. Well, Ice Cube say, Big Bang, take a little bank. You already know. Hey, right, let me get out of here because, see, I'm about to start rifting again. This is a Politically Petty Podcast show. I'm out. I am your host, GW. Y'all have a good one.